good morning in Wake Up Springfield. This is Bishop Davidson filling in for Alex Bryant. Happy to do so. We've got our first guest of the morning on the line. Uh, this is Curtis Jared. Curtis, are you there? I am. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's good Bishop. to hear from you. Curtis uh, Curtis is a guy that has been prominent in local politics. He's done a lot of work, cares a lot about the community. Before I was elected, I had known that. And then since I've been elected, you've been very involved in a lot of what's gone on with our school board and local races. And I think, um, I think, I think it caught just at the right moment. It feels like people care more about their local government maybe than they have in years past. I think it revolved a lot around COVID and COVID policies and things of that nature. Um, do you think that enthusiasm is continuing? Tell me a little bit about why you're involved, why you continue to be involved, why these school board races are important, why these city council races are important. Yeah, absolutely. So I think, uh, like you said, I think a lot more people since COVID and then just other incidents and other things they've seen locally and around the country, it's caused them to look at their local governments, whether it be school boards or uh, city council races and just different things that are going on. Most people focus heavily on statewide races and federal races because those are the ones that get all the attention and all the money put behind them and obviously buy up uh, the media to get in front of you. So when you start seeing things that are happening and you start questioning, why is it that we have school enrollment going down? Why is it that uh, we have test scores going down? You know, why is it that, uh, you know, it's, these things are happening in our public schools and for full disclosure, I, I send my children to a private school, and I do that for various reasons, because of my political, or actually because of my religious beliefs for a, a religious school and uh, for the uh, uh, classical education that we prefer to have for our children. And when I see what's happening with our children and seeing them, how they progress, and just see the bonding and how safe the environment is, and then I see what's happening in some of the public schools, and the incidents that are happening, it just causes you to wonder, uh, why isn't anybody doing anything about it? And so, you know, I've, I've gotten involved over the last uh, few years and, you know, just, just different disturbing things. I was uh, just looking through some different articles of the Springfield News Leader and, you know, incidences of students being sodomized and you're wondering, well, what's our, in, the, in our public schools? And, mm. you know, you don't hear about these things. Mm. And then you read through these articles and it's like, wait, this happened in 17 and then it happened again at 18 in a different school. What's, what's our leadership doing? If you, if you have incidents like these happening in our schools and they're sending them to another school to just push the problem aside, you know, that, that, that's what you're seeing in these uh, uh, nation, nationwide school board races of parents getting involved and you hear about the parental rights. We, we want to know what's going on. We want to know the incidents that are happening in these schools. We want to know what our kids are being taught. And, you know, you hear from a lot of other people that, you know, they don't really know what their kids are being taught because they're primarily on the Chromebooks and it's yeah. hard to track all that stuff. And, you know, what, 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 what all is in these uh, curriculums? Yeah. And, 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 and so that's, I mean, that's where it starts. And, of course, this has been a problem long, long existing. I mean, we've talked on this show about how I think uh, I think there's been a systematic attempt to take over our school systems for a long time now. Uh, where do you think we are now? I know we've had some really you know some great success in school board races. I think it's been a really positive impact to have parents more involved. 
Um, you know, it's not like I always agree all the time or agree on every single issue, but it's not really about agreeing. It's about being engaged. It's about transparency. It's about having the conversation. And we do see little bits of improvements here and there. And then we see steps back, you know, uh, maybe in that situation or this situation. But the conversation is continuing, which is good. But now it's getting uh, important again. It's that time of year again. We've got uh, we've got elections coming up in just a couple months um, for our school board race. What you know, I understand where you're coming from now in terms of what got you involved. What is it that we need to be doing? What is it that we're doing to be involved now presently? Well, I think people need to do their research and see. You know, it's what we've tried to do in the past is say, hey, here's here's candidates out there. Here's the things that uh, they uh, they believe and say in their daily lives, personal lives. And, you know, that, that, that that's going to translate into their decisions on the school boards. Mm. And so when everybody says, you know, these, these are nonpartisan races and, you know, we all need to be moderates. That first of all, you, you, you want good constructive dialogue. You don't want everybody of the same mindset. You want you want there to be critical thinking, even on our school board. You you want people to look at both sides of both sides of things. But what happens is, anytime you have any sort of discourse, then you know one side gets blamed. Oh, they're they're disruptors. They're 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 troublemakers. They're asking too many questions. Mm-hmm. Well, it's shouldn't we be asking questions? Yeah. It's, yeah. You know, there, it's, I'm not going to go into example after example and, you know, about a bunch of other hot button issues, but it's that that's what we're supposed to be doing. This is what we're supposed to be teaching our kids is critical thinking. And we need to be teaching them, you know, what different cultures think and how one culture viewed things and how the other culture viewed things and then let them understand it for themselves. But what you're seeing is you're seeing a rewriting of history and, you know, it's just, uh, you know, different things that uh, there was a, uh, there was training a few years ago uh, in the district that Dr. Youngman had put on for, uh, I think all the administrators and it was uh, talking about uh, racism and everything. And it was talking about all white supremacy and, all that, but you know, we, we talk about politics not being involved. They specifically state that covert white supremacy includes, and I'm looking at their actual document here. It includes anybody that says or makes a statement, "Make America Great Again," yeah. which is pretty much half the country. If you vote for Trump, the celebration of Columbus Day, which is <laughs> ironic because. Columbus Day was founded when there was uh, bigotry and anti-Semitism and everything else, or uh, discrimination against uh, the Italians that were migrating to this country after World War One. And there was an incident in New Orleans where I think there was like 11 uh, Italians that were lynched because they got accused of something falsely. And so the president at the time, I can't remember his name, but, you know, they, they asked for a national holiday to celebrate Christopher Columbus, you know, to bring, you know, people together and, you know, mm-hmm. try to uh, yeah. bring patriotism and, you know, the... the um, well, no, yeah, no, no one's safe. It's always... Stuff like that. Yeah, it's always going to flip here, around. But, but here, here we're taking a holiday that was created to celebrate Christopher Columbus, but 
at the time because of the discrimination against Italians to try to bring everybody together. Now we're saying, you know, celebrating Columbus Day is now white supremacy. Yeah. And it's just, you know, you look at a lot of these other things that are on here and, you know, it's, it's just not right to sit there and say that, you know, politics isn't involved when you're saying pretty much everybody that revo- voted for Donald Trump at the time is, is a covert racist. Yeah. And they're, they're teaching this to our educators that well, the whole point of these things is to then take these. And my dad can tell. Can, no, you're right. you're exactly right. I was just going to say my dad was he's a teacher in Springfield, and he can he can speak to the exact trainings that you're talking about. And it ten, it tends to kind of go back and forth, which is a testament, I think, of of sort of the battle that's going on, the work that you guys have been doing, the work that 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 parents have been doing as they get more involved and engaged. We only have a couple minutes left of this segment. I wanted to ask you though, real quick. You talk about this nonpartisanship, which I think is always uh, just sort of a, a covert word of saying, "Oh no, we we really just want more more leftism within whatever the system is," because nonpartisanism, I think, is is more or less a myth. And I would much rather have just diversity of thinking. I'd much rather have open dialogue. I'd much rather have you know challenging critical thoughts than uh, than than hide behind the the blanket of nonpartisanism. But how is that affecting and is that affecting this next race coming up? Well, I, I think, uh, you know, there, there, there's new PAC that's formed, uh, United Springfield. And, you know, the, the whole premise is, oh, it's, it's a nonpartisan PAC. Well, it's, okay, there's Republicans and Democrats, independents, supposedly, that are all coming together. Well, the reality is you're seeing, you're seeing candidates that are trying to bring together more moderate Republicans to sit there under, under, you know, the guys that, oh, this is, uh, this is, this is a nonpartisan issue. Well, they, they elected Judy Brenner and it's all of her political giving is strictly straight up Claire and, McCaskill, and, Hillary and, Clinton, everything else. And then and all of a sudden, Curtis, can I bring you on to the next segment? Do you have a moment? Sure. Can can we bring you on the next segment? Okay, we're going to continue this conversation. Guys, keep listening. KWTO, Wake Up Springfield with Alex Bryant. This is Bishop Davidson filling in. We will be right back. That, that school board are putting on to that city council. Uh, well, I, and, and I, I, I got a few phone calls from some folks that have been reached out by uh, Bradley Cooper with this United Springfield pack, and they were telling me some interesting things that, you know, really they're, they're going to go after Dr. Miriam. And they, they don't like her because she's too asked too many questions. And then next year, then they're going to go after Kelly and Steve. And after they're, you know, done trying to clean house from the school board, then they're going to go after city council races. I'm like, so you're, you're going for one segment of the board, but not the other, but this is, this is nonpartisan. And it, these are people that are coming to me, tell me exactly these conversations that they're having and, it's like I, I don't see how this is a nonpartisan when you have somebody in their own organization going around to donors to raise money, making these statements. It's just wrong. Yeah, no, I think uh, I think that's right. I think uh, I think we need to start being honest with ourselves when it comes to nonpartisan elections. And uh, Dr. Merriam's awesome. She's done fantastic. The questions are what I like about her. She's inquisitive. She doesn't conform to any particular side that I've noticed. She's good, honest, and intellectual when it comes to school board policy, and we're actually going to get to have a conversation with her on uh, the next segment as well. Curtis, I appreciate you calling in and uh, bridging over with us to the next 
the next segment. I know that seven o'clock we got a lot of commercials and things that you waited through, but uh, but I appreciate it. I think it's an important conversation that listeners here at Wake Up Springfield are are interested in and want to be a part of. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Bishop. Thank you, Curtis. Guys, uh, we are on our way. We've got a few different conversations coming up. Um, we've got a discussion with Dr. Merriam of Springfield School Board this next segment. After that, we're going to transition to more statewide conversations. We're going to transition to uh, education reform and discussions about what the, what the policy and strategy could be looking forward into the next session. And then we've got some state reps who have not just uh, been involved in state policy, but they've recently taken a visit down to the Texas-Mexico uh, border and then went out to D.C., and we'd like to talk with them about their perspective, what they saw. Richard West and Jim Murphy will be with us, and followed by our pastor perspective, and then lastly, our very own congressman at 830, Eric Burleson. So there's a lot to stay tuned in for, lots of discussion to be happening. If you want to be a part of it, if you would like to call in, feel free to do so at 417-866-0933. This is uh, Bishop Davidson filling in for Alex Bryant at Wake Up Springfield. You're listening to KWTO 93.3 560 AM.